You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash Behind Closed Doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is broadcast on the land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in into 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind closed doors aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker radio show. My name is Kitty Galore and I want to introduce this really exciting episode coming right up. It's about finding knowledge and empowerment from street-based sex workers from the trans community. For the first time, we purposefully give you a behind-the-scenes uncut recording of what takes place when we record with our guests. In this episode, we bring to you the voices of street-based sex workers from the trans community, and we're so privileged to gain knowledge from their insights. This uncut recording stands on its own and is an empowering show hosted by both Kitty and Sasha. Join with our guests, Miss Catalina and Telesia. Hi, you're joined with Sasha Sidek and Kitty Galora. Today we are out in the open and joined by some wonderful sex worker representatives who'd like to share their thoughts on decriminalization. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what you think about decrim? Hi everyone, my name is Miss Catalina and I think that it's amazing. It's long overdue and kudos to all those who fought for that um, fight. It was a good fight. Thank you. And? Um, What's your name? Oh, my name is Celestia. Um, I think... What do you think about the decrim, um, decriminalization of sex work in Victoria? What, what do I think of it? Yeah. Oh, um... I don't know, to be honest. Okay. Does it affect you? Oh, if she's not a sex worker, that's a problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll edit this. Yeah, that's way. okay. Um, okay, so decriminalization is about uh, giving us the opportunity to have the same um, rights as other workers. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. okay, now I understand. Okay, yeah. so you want to say something about well, that? Well, we should have our rights because workers work. Yeah, work you know, is work. regardless of whatever it is, mm-hmm. sex work is sex work. work is work. Yeah, work is work as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, work is work. Yeah, regardless of whatever you do, and we sh- it should be treated as a normal job. Should have all the rights. I know it's the oldest profession in the world too. So why is this being stigmatized? Right? It shouldn't exactly. be. Um, do you have any other questions? Well, I think back in the day, probably women were becoming too powerful because they were able to work as sex workers, um, and men didn't like that. So, you know, we come from such a patriarchal 
yeah. in history. And, 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 and it's true because I think I read something in the 1930s that women were in the, on the streets were making more money than men. Oh, yeah. And that's why a lot of women were murdered mm. um, from sex work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because um, talking about murdering sex workers on the street, that's why um, there is a movement called Red Umbrella Day. That is a worldwide um, movement because of the, what happened. I don't really remember the history. Is that um, in um, America that what happened? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that date falls on the 17th of December, mm. um, where we recognize, you know, sex workers' lives that are lost as mm. a result of the stigmatization and just the unfairness um, and, and unfair treatment, yeah. yes, that sex workers yeah. have to put up with. Yeah. 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 So I think decriminalization, I think it will be good for Victoria. I think everywhere in the world should decriminalize sex work because it's the oldest um, profession in, in the world. And if we've been decriminalized, uh, people can take this work seriously. Mm. Now, Miss Sia, you're not a sex worker. So why do you think that you support decriminalization as well? Because we all work up it should be treated equally regardless. Um, because, yeah, everyone should be treated fairly. There's no need for judgment, yeah, and sure um, when we approach everyone and see them for who they are as human beings, really there's no need to look down on someone. I just want to give an example. People always think being sex workers is like about glamorous, it's dirty. What about those survivor sex workers, let's say like a mom who have no other ways to raise money for their kids, and they have to end up doing sex work? So, would you... Well, can the public see that differently? Yeah, I don't think you know, but I did sex work. Like, I did it privately. And the only reason why I did it, because it's the only way that I could pay my... I'm sorry, I get emotional, but... It's the only way I could pay my rent, yeah. you know? Yeah. I didn't have the support for my family. Yeah. And that was when I first came to Melbourne, you know, I got kicked up because I wanted to be trans. Yeah. And the only way for work, that, because, you know, coming from New Zealand, I can't apply for government benefits. So mm -hmm. for the only way I could get myself a roof over myself over my head was to actually do that I love the story you just shared with us and thank you for that because I just find sex workers such resilient yes people agree um, you know their sex workers comprise of all sorts of different people from all sorts of different backgrounds yeah. but a lot of sex workers that I have personally known are people who overcome the challenges that life yeah. throws at them and they say you know what I'm going to do what I can do to make the best out of this situation mm. um, like I know many sex workers who are students who don't want to yeah, large hex that, uh, or don't want to borrow money from their family, yeah. and so they go into sex work. And because the industry is so stigmatized, unfortunately, we can't share these things yeah. with people. We can't, yeah. you know, ring up someone who is close to us and say, "Oh, I've had a tough day at work." <laughs> Too many days. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and saying that, like being connected with Kat and Sasha, but me back then, I didn't think it was normal. Mm. I didn't think sex was, was work. Mm. To me, I was embarrassed. Mm. And I, I didn't admit it till recently when I got connected with Kat and Sasha that I realized, wow, it, it was work. Was, like, that, was mm. that through Trans Sisters United? Um, yes. 
Yeah. No. No, 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 That was just connected with Kat. I'm, yeah. I connected to her yeah, on social media. I listened By to... By Miss Latoya, actually. Yeah. And watched all Kat's videos about, you know, sex work and everything on YouTube. That's what got me following her on social media first. Then I just started reading the things that she shared and about sex work and it made me realise... Okay, I need to be really connected to her because mm-hmm. I'm just understanding it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. But back then, I was, em- I, I was embarrassed. Like, I thought I, I didn't want anyone to know that I was doing this. Like, every person I had been with, every time they left the room, I cried because I thought to myself, I, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. But to me, it was the only way that I got food on the table and I had to get a roof over my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so... It's... It's heartbreaking, right? Because we know we're not the only people who yeah. feel this yeah. way, that there are many sex workers who also struggle to, quote-unquote, you know, come out of mm. the, our closet. Yeah. And Sasha knows my journey as well, mm. coming out of my closet. <laughs> and even now, I'm only halfway through the doors. So um, it I is a journey. I a door. <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey of um, learning of that, hey, what we do is, an, is actually a really respectful job. Yeah. Um, and we are people who are very resilient and are willing to do what it takes to look after ourselves and also the people around us. Of course. I think um, breaking stigma always have to start from you. It's how you feel comfortable with yourself and then that's where you empower yourself and people can respect you. So that's how I see it anyway. So Miss Catalina, you're triumphing a movement to encourage all these beautiful ladies and trans women to embrace themselves. How do you stay so resilient? Oh, I think for me it's just being really truthful, standing my truth. That's always been me. And like like Telesia said that um, she was mentioning how she was ashamed of it. And, you know, I was there as well. Yeah. And I had to break away break away from that shame. Mm. But before I did that, I had to think, why am I doing it? And I realized I did it. I'm doing it because I shouldn't be ashamed of sex work, you know, because it actually has empowered me. It's actually helped me financially, mentally. There's Mm. so many good stuff about sex work, like meeting, you know, wonderful, amazing friends like Sasha. Mm. Um, And... There were so many good things, and I'm it like, is. why <laughs> am I? You open up your horizon, not just your legs, but your horizon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all my holes were open. No. But on a serious note, I, I, I could see that sex workers were getting like really getting it, like really negative stuff, and I thought unfairly. Oh, yes, yes. yes. So I thought, you know, I always believe that we all have a part in social um, responsibilities. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is my response. I'm going to take this as my responsibility by being open about it mm. and saying that, you know, I don't want to be ashamed of it because yeah. there are so many good things that come out of it. Oh, thank I think, you so I think, much. I think why we are ashamed of it because people make us feel that yeah. it's wrong. Yes. That's the problem. If Because the, the, the stigma of it... Um, that's that's why we, because we listen to, to to the public all the time. That's the problem. That's why we put the stigma on ourselves as well, and then we are ashamed to come out and tell people that we're sex workers. But I think time has changed now. Uh, people are owning it now. A lot yeah. of especially trans sex workers these days owning it. I'm not just saying um, only in Australia, it's around the world now. And a lot of them are advocating um, the public about sex work. Sex work is work. Sex work um, is consensual. It's not, it's not a crime. Mm. Yeah. I also you know, think back to the days where 
for men, if they sleep around, they're known as a stud or, you know, someone yeah. who's, you know, awesome to be able to get into so many women. Correct. Some. That's where they learn how to have sex. Yeah. A lot of these men learn how to have sex as a young person. They go through sex, sex workers. workers. No, she's talking about men who go to clubs. Well, if women sleep around, they are considered sluts. But if a man sleep around, they are considered heroes. Yeah. 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 So I think we need to, yeah. we need to reclaim that, right? And that's why we have events like Slut Walk to yeah. say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like let's own it. Mm. If we sleep around, well, there's no big deal because men sleep around too. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, we go like in behind closed doors, we always go back to consent. So yeah. where there's consent mm-hmm. between, you know. Um, two grown adults yeah. then that's their business yeah. and as long as people are respectful and safe and having as many healthy relationships that's really what matters yeah yeah, I hmm. agree wouldn't you prefer to have your um, husband go and see a sex worker than a random girl because you know sex workers there's no commitment it's just transaction yes. I would rather my yeah. partner they have a yeah. same, uh, medical certificate yeah they do things safely. Yeah. They're not going to ask for your husband's phone number and say, oh, can you meet me, meet me after work? Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> there probably is. Yeah. It's very rare. Well, if that's going to happen with my partner, he's going to lose his uh, penis while he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the penis? What about the balls? <laughs> well, including the balls. <laughs> I'll cook it and make him eat it the next day. <laughs> And, you know, that's the interesting thing. Like, sex workers are allowed to be jealous as well. Uh, We're allowed to set boundaries. We are all human at the end of the day. And it's about negotiating, right, between us and our partners, us and our clients. And that's what we want to teach people to do, to negotiate and to set boundaries so that they are living their best relationships uh, and the healthiest relationships that they can. I think that when we keep what we feel inside with ourselves that's when we get so frustrated right yeah, like yeah. you want maybe you know someone wants a a blow job or something and they don't voice it to their partner and they think oh their partner doesn't care about them well mm. how does your partner know you have sexual health needs yeah. if you're not telling them which happens that's why yeah men come to the brothel yeah, yeah. most of the time is because mm. their wife doesn't give them head yeah and they're, they're kind of either embarrassed to ask, to yeah, ask yeah. because sometimes the wives make it very clear. I don't do that. Yes, yeah, they're clear. yes, it's true. Yeah. This is true. Sorry, because these stories come from our clientele. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean the women at home need to start giving more head? Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Get on your knees, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jay on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Kitty would say, look, I think you can start by negotiating and you can't negotiate a successful deal unless you pull your own weight. So if you're the man and you want something in the bedroom that you're not getting, you need to first ask, what can I give to my partner that they need so that I can get what I need as well? And how can I tell them that I love them, not just by words, but through action? It could be washing the dishes. It could be helping with the kids at home. It could be really Buying anything. Buying a present. Buying a present. A handbag. <laughs> Diamonds. Heels. Diamonds. Cars. <laughs> Houses. Penthouse. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but ulti- very demanding. Yeah. No one no, asks for much. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, have that chat with your partner. Try and strike a conversation about yes, why is key. both your yeah. needs aren't being met and what you can do about it. And, you know, the alternative is to date a sex worker and then have to have penthouses and cars and oh. boats. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'll probably yes. edit that out. <laughs> 
trying to get so, safe right here So, Alicia, I want to talk about um, your experiences yeah. with um, being a sex worker. So, you did you do sex work in Melbourne, in Victoria? Yes. Okay. So, that was at um, Footscray. Okay. Um, so, uh, that was in 2017 when I, I was right. telling Kat earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was living with family and that was the beginning of my transitioning. Yeah. So, when I told my family I was staying with, I was transitioning and they come from religious background. They kicked me out. So, I ended up in Footscray. I ended up finding... I ended up walking up and then ended up finding a uni lodge place. They said that um, they availability. Mm-hmm. So, when I spoke to the building manager he said that just sleep in the common area in the morning I'll, I'll see where you could go so I, I was actually at Women's South West anyways from there that's how I end up on the street so I mean ended yeah, up yeah. working because okay. I needed I need somewhere to stay mm-hmm. but look at you now you have yeah. come a long way you have established as a person and it was and it was all just being connected to cats yeah. you know yeah. I never had and I said to her before I never had trans sisters I never okay. I never had um, people that come from the she, sex you knew some I, I don't some, think you had that connection I didn't yeah. have that connection okay, because no. they didn't come from sex work or anything like that yeah. and watching because I started watching I found cats videos on YouTube first mm. and then that been connected and then I kind of like Facebook stalking oh she's got a, <laughs> got a public page and then when I read her page was everything she was sharing was standing for women like me you know um, new becoming trans it's such I, a good feeling yeah. I know. you've done so well and, you, know, and, you, know. you know seeing someone that's it's like me you know me I'm trans and she's like me so yeah. why can't I be like her and be confident be proud of who I am so yeah own it yes girl yes girl yes. Yes. actually we just when we got here we were just she was just telling me that story yeah. I mean I already knew part of it but I didn't know we this is my first it. time yeah, I heard this story yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we didn't get to yeah. um, talk about more deeper so are you okay with this going to air then yeah I'm proud because <laughs> I put her name all over yeah. <laughs> in big letters because I think that's the problem thing that you get a lot of trans women out there who are uneducated yeah. About six weeks. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they, yeah. they they don't understand what where the support is or anything. Or they could be embarrassed like me, mm. embarrassed to ask for help. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's okay, right? Because oh, there's so many of us so walking okay. in the same shoes. Yeah. So, Miss Catalina, how can people find you, reach out to you, and get support from you and your groups? Um. So, me and Sasha, we're part of um, Trans Pride March Melbourne. So you can yeah. catch us on. All um, social media platforms yes. like Facebook and um, Instagram and also um, Gmail. Yeah. Your Gmail. <laughs> Transistors United. <laughs> yeah, you can reach out at Transistors United, at Transpride March Melbourne, all the same word uh, on all social media platforms and also our Gmail account. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Thank you all for sharing this time with me. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Kitty. <laughs> kitty, 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 kitty. It's just so important to get this message out that, you know, the world is slowly becoming safer. It's not where we want it to be yet, but we are slowly moving in that direction. Now that we have decrim in Victoria Mm. um, and the first enactment date is the 10th of May this year, followed by the uh, 1st of December 2023. So it's still a ways to go, but we are heading in the right direction. And I think one day... You know, being a sex worker will be absolutely no different from being a hairdresser, an accountant, and oh, our yeah, doctor. Well, that's what I realized yeah. what, what, when I did that. I did a video about, you know, um, talking about because I come from a really religious family, and people that follow me on yeah. YouTube are my family. Some of them yeah. are my family. So I, I told them 
through that YouTube yeah. video. Yeah. And that's when I was talking about how what I realized that actually working in a factory, for me, my thing was I hated working in a factory. I mm. really hated it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I hated sex work too. Not because of... See, both jobs were the same. I just didn't like both yeah. of them. And then I, that's when I realized, you know, sex work is work. Because I hate the both jobs the same way. (laughs) I loved them at the beginning the same way and I hated them the same way. Yeah, because, you know, you do get burnout and we don't get super. (laughs) Well, it depends, you know. I mean, all works are hard, you know. People people always think like sex work is easy. It's not. There's other clients that you have to deal with. with. Oh my God, it's not only physical, it's your mental as well. It's affected by just one client. Yeah. Yeah, so it's hard because I'm I remember my first client and okay. I wish I had his details because I remember yeah, when he walked in I was I was so afraid oh. and I remember him saying to me I'm sorry Dom, are, you, are you okay because you're shaking I was shaking because I was afraid because okay. to me yeah fair enough before I did that I did sleep you know sleep around randomly yeah. but this was First it's time different. sleeping with someone as a trans woman. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time sleeping someone as a trans and getting woman. Getting paid for it. Getting paid for it. So yeah. I was shaking, and he was so nice. We ended up not doing nothing. He paid me. Oh. But he just sat there and just talked to me, and he actually That's gave nice. me a bit of education, like okay, da da da. Okay, I'll show you which website to advertise. Yeah, some clients are just things. the best, aren't yeah. they? And I wish I still yeah. had his number. <laughs> do you want to marry him? Yeah, I do. I want to say thank you to him. Nice. Just a thank you. I yeah. think, you know, a lot of sex workers are super professional. Mm. Um, like Catalina said before, it's better to see a sex worker because it's a transaction. At the end of the transaction, Good. we're not going to contact them yeah. or yeah. follow them home or yeah. stalk them yeah. or, yeah. you know. So ultimately, it's a professional business. Now, mm. we can't say all people in this business are professional mm-hmm. but it's no different from you know getting Any a tradie work. to yeah, your house exactly. right some are professional I've been uh, unprofessional in my own office I use uh, a tradie at Airtasker um, to fix uh, something at my house and then after that he called me uh, from a different number just to get to know me. That is so unprofessional. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wow. said, I've been unprofessional before. <laughs> but not in sex work. Same, same, same yeah. but, but different. Same. Like if I'm, I mean, what I mean is when, um, say for example, a client wants to book me and I'm not in the mood, I'll just hang up. Yeah. I do that with all my other jobs. <laughs> you know, if a client wants to call and make a booking, no, this is the truth. So yeah. in a call center, yeah. Um, if a client is being like, um, is calling and they're giving me attitude, like, oh, oh you were, I just hang up on them. Yeah. So it's no yeah. different. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, they, they are triggering my mental health. Correct. They're going to be, you know, really Like negative. I always said, you need to uh, control the work, not the work control you. Yes. So you need to have these boundaries. Yes. Yeah. So usually that's how... You need to look after yourself. Self-care, mental health is definitely um, very important uh, within yourself. Because if you don't have this, nothing's going to work for you. Yes, Your life is over. Yeah. yeah. So control the work, not the work control you. Yes. And, and like, you know, and recently, I, I had, oh, well, you know, back then, I had someone who said they retired from, I was thinking, was, yeah, I remember the, I know, yeah, yeah, just someone who said that, you know, in, in the work industry, mm-hmm. sex industry, they said it's so easy because all we need to do is prep ourselves yeah, and, yeah, and prep ourselves and, and, you know, and that's it. But it took a lot of work because, you know, you have different clients who have different expectations. Mm. I had some who wanted me to wear heels. I had one who liked to wear stockings and heels the whole time. 
and just all those kind have of things. So. Have anyone asked you to wear a wetsuit? No, <laughs> I, I don't think. I <laughs> no, actually, they would never ask me because they look at me. No, you can't fit into it. <laughs> so I would never I've get that. I've been asked to wear a wetsuit. And oh, what is a wetsuit? The, the surfers wetsuit. Huh? You know the surfers? The, the surfers, the surfers. Oh, yeah, I was. Yes. Yeah, oh, I wish they could. Yeah. I wish they would ask. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was uh, from an out call from PD. Yeah. So, Sasha, is that why you keep going to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think of that. <laughs> no, on a wetsuit, hey, he never called me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy one for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Nice. What was the oldest thing that, that um, a client has told you Ooh, to wear? Okay, hang oh. on. So that's all the time that we have oh. for today. But join us again next week because we're going to go into first-time stories with clients and the strangest things clients have requested yeah. for you. This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it. Breathe in and out. You're listening to 3CR.